0: All right, well, welcome to Midlife Crisis, and we're we're happy to have uh, Steve and Jeff and myself, Kevin, back at the table again, Episode and number how, five. how y'all been? Episode number five, how y'all been?
1: What? We've made it to five?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Two
2: more and we're on our way.
1: Yeah, goal is in sight. Um, yeah, yes. I think
2: a, a lot of stuff going on now, getting, getting ready for Christmas, the new year. Yeah. How about you? Yeah.
0: How about you, Jeff?
1: It's been crazy on my side of the planet. Um, yeah, just so much that is, um, I don't know, I, I don't feel like I have prepared well enough or had enough time to get to a point where I feel like, ah, I'm set for Christmas, you know, raising a family, you know, and doing it, you know, many, many years. Um, you kind of get into this, okay, I know what the routine is, um, but it's just kind of been a shakeup. This year, for some reason, not everything you know. All the presents aren't taken care of. You know, uh, Amazon deliveries still yet to be delivered, and you know all of that.
2: Um, Are you going to be the guy at the mall at like eight o'clock at night before Christmas with
1: the red bucket and the bell? No, I think that would no. be, you know, that'd okay. be a, you know, shaky integrity move on my part if I did that. Um, no. I I might be doing the uh, the mall dash for sure. Um, it's just you know. When you're when you're in a place where you can bless others um, in this season, um, you have a lot of people that you want to bless. So mm. um, so that takes some work and uh, you don't want to leave it to the last minute. And I remember my wife saying to me, you know, we should really try getting all of our Christmas shopping done in July. One of these you know, years just to try it, to see what it's like. And I'm Like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. What about
2: you, Kevin? Like, uh, yeah you feel like you're ready or are you never ready here we go
0: yeah so my holiday um it's been you know it's it's thankfully been just mostly fun we live kind of far away from family and so the expectations of like yeah i think that's the the one benefit of having family far away is the expectations are a little lower that you're not going to be like buying a bunch of stuff for the, for the get together. And so we're only going to be the four of us getting together. We're going to do zoom calls of course, but it, it makes it a little easier. So we we're a little ahead of the game in that way, but not because we uh, deserve to be just because it's easy for us.
2: No,
1: that's cool. So, I mean, then
2: those patterns. You ship presents and then like ship presents from Amazon and then open them. Kind, I zoom? used to
0: do that. I mean, I think we just now are like, I buy a couple of gift cards at you know, Starbucks or something. Right.
2: You hold yeah. up a gift card <laughs> yeah. code for them. Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Take a screenshot. It's, right,
0: yeah. which is sort of what I always wanted anyway, growing up. It was like, well, isn't this holiday about the spirit anyway? And, and that's what we've enjoyed. It actually, it kind of makes it nice because we're we're less stressed by it, but we're just kind of finding things to do in the community that are Christmassy and stuff like that.
1: Or you could just hold right. up right. QR codes while you're writing. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. Uh, you know,
0: click my now. Friend, my friend just mentioned to me that he was on a his first white elephant zoom call with his company and there's a whole website. I mean, this is a good SAS, right? There's right. a whole website that has been set up for this purpose and you have these QR codes and you have the links that you put into the system and it basically figures it all out and it has the rules set up. And I'm like, that's whoever thought of that. I mean, whatever entrepreneur thought this is, this is a good way to capitalize on it. Oh, great idea. You know, Sure, seasonal yeah. business, but still. Yes. So, uh jeff last time we kind of i can't remember we oh we talked last time about um you know i think the marketing uh with my company um and so i want to get into that both both of you guys and kind of some realizations i've had since last week it was kind of an emotionally tough week because i was like you know going through a bit of existential crisis even before i met with you guys and then i i had some good ideas from you guys but it was also like yeah i gotta i really do have to deal with this but before I kind of get into stuff, I want to hear, um, you know, y'all, what kind of what, what's going on on your end. So uh thought we'd do, can we do a few uh, updates around the house? That was a y'all. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Texas y'all there. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: How endearing. All right, so, all right. So I'll, I'll go. Um, I was able to get the analytics stuff set up. I figured out a, a number of ways. I, I kind of went through like a bunch of different ways to chart stuff and I think I kind of settled on like JS with React and that seems to be pretty good. And so now I'm just, I, I guess, kind of solidifying some of, some more infrastructure, some more stuff around the front end to make it prettier, cleaner. And then I, I was working, you know, when you had mentioned like the audio file last week wasn't that great. I actually had been playing around with some normalization processes and I learned about this thing called root mean square normalization. And so I've been... I've been playing around with that
0: and it actually hasn't went as well as I was hoping, but is it, uh, how much, it, how old is that algorithm? Is it after the, it, I, it, I have no idea. Old,
1: I, no, no, no. It's a standard in the audio industry. Okay. RMS, so nothing RMS, you, you know, okay. measurement of, of wattage and powder power, you know, RMS uh, versus um, so it, it's, it's common.
0: Okay. I'm just yeah. wondering because I'm just curious how much of these algorithms are going to be, revolutionized by you know whisper ai and the ability to really take i i mean i i remember doing some audio cleaning up in the early 2000s and thinking this when you know when will ai you know there was kind of i didn't know ai at the time but when will computers figure out how to actually do this you know logical way it's like they're idiots and now i think it's finally here so i am curious if you've seen any updates to that algorithm and maybe someone's experimenting with that i haven't
2: so i'll say like mine is kind of primitive, right, just in what we're doing. I mean, I'm using Python in the background, so like FFmpeg with Pydub, stuff like that. Um, there are some other APIs out there that I, I've thought about using as well, and I probably will at some point, but I, I guess the other part is, you know, how much, again, I, I got to get the MVP ready, so where where am I wasting time on on stuff that doesn't matter yet or that I don't know matters Yeah, right. right. So it's it's kind of that. So that would be a nice
0: feature to build at after five people or three people request. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: After getting some feedback from that, I I did look in the in the market. Right, you have to be in the market to get the feedback from the market.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah,
2: I I did play around with a fighter. I think you had mentioned that for the oh yeah the the feedback stuff. So I think that's the that's kind of the route I'm gonna take now for that. So thank you for that.
0: Oh yeah. That it's comment been, last time. I mean, it's like nice because it. it's like, I don't know if, even if they're updating it, but I haven't even had to update it. It's been pretty reliable so far.
2: Yeah. It, it, it looks really nice. Um, I, I guess I didn't pay attention to the, to the Git log or anything, but yeah. it, it didn't stand out. Like a lot of times, like I'm seeing projects that are like, you know, last commit was eight no. years ago, right, right? right? This, this was nothing jumped out. so like, I don't remember it being out of date. doesn't mean it's not, but
0: well, those are the things that I think as fellow so- open source fanatics, where I'll even say you guys are more than me, but for me, it's like, if I'm really, you know, this is a 35, $40 product a month. If I go look for that product, right. I mean, easily, if you find an you it's know. A value. It's yeah. A value. And it's yeah, like, an yeah, it's 40 bucks. Isn't that much, but when you add 10 or 20 of those products to your business that you need to kind of run things, you know, that's a big chunk. That's a chunk mm-hmm. of new customers at the beginning.
2: And yeah, it's like all the plugins, right? I mean, yeah, but the sweet you know, spot, Shopify right? store, WooCommerce, like mm-hmm. all that's those it. plugins.
0: Totally, yeah.
1: That's it. Serving so, that, serving that marketplace, so, creating the passion and the desire for other features in right. that marketplace, and then serving that marketplace.
0: And there's a there's another one that I'm not sure if you guys have heard of called Gitia. It's like, oh no, it's called Giti. I guess it, that's cr- pronounced pr- pr- yeah. pronunciation. So I actually tried moving to this recently from GitLab because we had maxed out our number of seats and I was like, I'm not going to pay, I'm going to host this myself. So I started hosting it myself and I did find, this is one of the examples where I found that it was maybe not worth the effort. Um, It, you know, we kind of ran up again. Our our repo was getting really big and we started running into some weird memory issue. And every time we would try to push an update, it would just stall out. And I was like spending hours and hours trying to figure out, okay, some have to go into the, docker and fiddle with the settings and i couldn't yeah it a lot of this. times
2: like with the self-hosted stuff there yeah like I, i've posted it many times and usually it comes up to like there's usually issues with redis and then depending on how how big a file you your question mm. so yeah you have to you have to tune it a little bit but yeah. o- once you get it like there's a usually there's like a handful of things that you'll run into and then then it's just stable it's nice. here's your run book yep here's your run book the- and the thing with here's that, what, I realized you're out is, of space.
1: Here's what you do.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know what I realized for me is like I don't, I don't have the energy to just want to spend all day. That this is like time that I'm wasting for me. And what I realize is, you That's either do much. at that point decide to just go with a hosted solution, or actually, I found a few like random guys that are just hosting this for people for like twenty bucks a month. And I was like, okay, if you oh, do wow. the math on that, it's only about three hundred bucks a year. But yeah. unlike a GitLab, where as I get 10, 20, 30 employees it's, you know exponentially goes up well, Not exponentially, but it keeps that's going up. Cool. Yeah. As but long still, as it's
1: in line with your risk profile.
0: Exactly. And if this guy can okay. do it and figure out you all know, my Bob's issues,
1: garage is hosting exactly. your data. Right. Right. So as long as something like that's in line with your exactly. risk profile,
0: which honestly, if it's compared effective. to me, if he's putting on a digital ocean and I am too. And yeah. you know, as long as I, I can talk to the guy, I mean, he'll, he'll have a conversation, but I was like, that's Cool because you could cap it at 300 bucks a year, still use an open source project, but you don't have to be the one stressed when things aren't sure. working as much. So, you yep. well, and that's the thing there. like,
2: that's that's his job, right? Like, that's what right. he wants to do. He wants to maintain that management, and it also doesn't stop you from having multiple remotes, right? So, when exactly. you do your get push, you can push to yeah, many locations at once, right? So, it's this, you know, it's have is your where backup it's if it, going, if man, it goes awry. This is
1: where it's going, you know, so many of these cloud providers. Listen, they are the at. Uh, IT, you know, back in yeah. the, I don't know, so I read back in the 80s, not, you know, like the early compute outsourcing, right, when a company would come in, or you'd have some, you know, consulting organization come in and basically take over the IT staff and and run things like, you know, I think global services, IBM did that. And, you know, the right, uh, anyway, those consulting were so outsourcing, right, human outsourcing. Well, now it's, you know, compute and, and it outsourcing and so it's the computers are now outsourced and the staff that runs them and hopefully that staff is really efficient yeah. and that's that's the balance can I and do I want to staff up and have a level of efficiency and proficiency here or do I want to pay for that and what's my time worth and all of those other financial you know
0: totally. but it's, it's impressive how robust that product is give you a I should say it's almost almost everything gitlab has. Uh the other one that that if you guys are thinking as launching your support kind of stuff is something called Free Scout. So this was a project started when Help Scout which is kind of the dominant player in that um they raised their prices like crazy i guess one year and, you know they just shot up. And then these guys were like, "Oh, screw this up, we'll play we'll make our own." You can put this on as a Laravel project, you can put it on any PHP server, so it's basically like free hosting practically. I mean, it's very cheap. And it is ridiculously cheap. You can buy a lifetime license for all these. Like, I think I spent about 200 bucks to buy the various like modules for it. And so it's what, incredible. What is it? what so is it? what it is, is you have people writing your email, writing into your email, you know, help at, you know, your company.com. This allows you to, um, it puts it in a box and then your whole team can work on it together, share it's it with each box. other, add notes to it. So it's like, a, it's like it's a kind like a, a CRM. It's a Q system. It's kind of like a CRM, but it's I would say more like a Zendesk or something where it's really geared towards support. But it also has Kanban support in there. I mean, so there's there's those features. It even has now some AI features. Um, But it is pretty robust, and um, I've loved it. I've been since I switched off of a paid platform. It's so much better, actually. It's so much uh, more powerful, and then it has actually a built-in chatbot, so you can stick that chatbot on your website. And it comes in directly as well, and that's another thing you wouldn't be paying for. So it's really an incredible um, open source project. That's yeah, fantastic. So anyway, there's a lot of cool stuff out there for saving some dough. Hopefully,
1: containerized.
0: You know, speaking of open source, there is a there is a Docker instruction set for that. So yeah, I don't know if it is fully, but you know, interesting.
1: What now? You want to transition to me because we sort of (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I was
2: gonna say like yeah, there's there's cloud hosted free Scout. There's also uh, a number of, a number of options. I don't see a Docker file, but I mean, again, it's, it's yeah. just LAMP. Right. So right. it wouldn't be hard to,
0: you probably could be containerize that. that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Quite easily.
0: Maybe yeah. I gotta, is. I gotta think about this container stuff anyway. Um, cool. So we talked about, um, I don't know, did we go through it? So Jeff, any updates? Oh no, we talked about Steve's updates. Thank you. Anything else on your end that you're working on?
1: On my side other than the uh the holiday panic that we already discussed i think um you know i'm learning a lot so uh I, and i guess this week's kind of been learning what is not working or learning what doesn't work uh, at the same time i did do a kind of a deep dive into um, device management hierarchy hmm. um, understanding how that would be visualized um somehow the ui and the customer experience is the point of view that I have when I'm developing or when I'm thinking about the components and the pieces that need to be developed. Um, And I was, you know, kind of bummed because I'd really like to have more functional code experience of taking the picture in my head and making it pop out in a browser or something. Um, And so that is kind of my navigation right now is getting closer and closer to being being able to imagine something and have it appear Um, i'm used to that in the music uh, world you know having played music for many many years you get to a point where um you know people oh well are you good yeah well i should be by this time or i'm a really poor judge of my own capabilities and um, having any kind of feedback to kind of give you that impetus to continue to improve and dig into that music is something where I can think it, especially on drums, percussion. I can hear it and I know how it's done. So I can make sense of the music uh, just by hearing it, um, you know, or seeing it done. Um, That, uh, that comes after years and years of of study. Steve, I think is like that with code. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen him in that. I don't know that flow state. Um,
0: So with that, To kind of zero in on that, what do you have built right now in your, you know, I know you're kind of learning and experimenting, but what do you have that you are able to look at? Are you able to look at anything? Are you mostly just working on functionality that does stuff or is categorized correctly or something like that?
1: Yeah. So it's mostly the data model behind that I'm kind of stretching out with, with Mongo. Um, you know, Mongoose is in place so that it can kind of make it easier that, uh, that layer between the the actual schema thing that kind of makes that take off from the code so schema and code um and trying to figure out the hierarchy of how i want these end devices to be categorized and able to be grouped together and yeah i i think this this coming up holiday will give me a few more contiguous hours to dig in and and put some views around this because I'd like to yeah. have uh, some screens where you can go okay here's here's the identity the person that's you know logged in here is a device list and here are individual you know mm-hmm. almost properties uh, about each of those devices once Ooh. i've got that then it's all about placement it
0: starts to feel like a real app at that point right
1: yeah, yeah. at yeah. that point then i know how to handle representation you know re- representations of physical items in a digital format so that uh you know an inventory a catalog a uh deployment mechanism all of those things come once those devices become well yeah and you
2: you have real products like you have real hardware behind this that that's also interacting with it it's not just a, a pure sas it, it's it's real physical things that have to connect in
1: and and i Tried to make that point. Yeah. So the physical piece and the representation in a digital world, you know, the software for this actual inventory. So, yes, actual devices um, and a way to communicate with them is then uh, part of it as well.
0: Um, what comes to me as I listen to you is a lot of people would dream of such a problem to apply uh, crypto to, right? Like, you know, the Ethereum project, and all this, this stuff, which mostly that whole. Th- Community is like looking desperately looking for a way to represent yeah physical products or physical entities in a digital. They need way. a use case if they only could find such a thing. Are you yeah. uh, have you looked at that at all or thought about that? Um,
1: so Steve and I have been talking about um, interesting uses of of crypt, crypto, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, or blockchain
0: specific. Blockchain. There you go. That's good. And way, um.
1: You know, so we've had kind of some deep conversations around the uh, the brainstorm table, and uh, going through ways to apply that. I wouldn't be opposed to leveraging block blockchain and and some of the yeah. I mean,
2: we could definitely use Solana. We could, I mean, have Jeff Coin right. Jeff. So every time people can pay for these in in Jeff Coin. You, you know I, you
1: gotta... let's talk about some of the uh the real benefits in in cryptography let's just go right to security if we're talking about mixing uh you know a digital inventory of physical things you know and what you know who is it that uh Manny Coates, coats right always talking about the uh the the garlic press right when he was talking about uh doing fulfillment by Amazon and things like that we got to have some sort of thing to represent the thing without, so let's just call it like air tags, right? That yeah. kind of idea where you've got IOT devices and those things that check in and are controlled and can be controlled centrally. So as I get closer to sharing. Oh, you know, just what said what a
0: dirty word, does, I think though, which was, you just said the word centrally and that's, uh, that might be, that might, you know, throw oh, thing. yeah,
2: he's, he's bringing centralization to a decentralized
1: world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what do you so, think you're doing? Um, so let's let's say centralizing it in a single pane of glass yeah. and, and and not as a buzzword single pane of glass, but <laughs> yeah. really to give command and control the centralized handling of distributed things.
0: Yeah, so, got it. Well, uh, I mean, I, I, and that's the thing is, like, it, every time I kind of go down the path of does blockchain make sense for whatever uh, application. It's rarely it rare, it's rare that it does, except for like a Bitcoin thing where, uh, you know, if you th- your product, yes, it, there's security things that are good, but you don't want to let it be, you do want a certain level of centralization. Um, and I remember at one time I was d- debating. I think I'm just rec-
1: worried about people ripping, ripping the devices off and then bringing sure. home and expecting them to provide the same experience in the wild and that's where i would use some of those things i did sense
0: a, yeah no that that, that could but be good that, okay. that's the context yeah
1: and how would we um you know have a, a ledger a yeah mutable ledger about it it kind of guards against it does
0: and against manipulation and all that stuff right that's it um, but then again so yeah i was thinking about i at one time i was this is like 2019 or something when this before the big blockchain craze bubbled up and it was still on its rise, but I remember there was a there was like a SaaSish project like thing, or and it was like decentralized, like maybe a decentralized S three. Wouldn't that be cool if your files for your customers were all over the all over the world? And it was so like torrent <laughs> And so I was, I was like, "This well, is I IPFS." Is, sure,
1: IPFS is a real thing. It's a I'm, yeah. And so right you think about that
0: would be it would be cool, right? Like. Yeah. how much would it say I was looking at it, it would save some money and and then I realized well the ocean will give me a terabyte of of storage for five dollars a month. and then I started to right. look at the price and I was like, I think it might be three dollars a month, two dollars for this thing and I was like, this is just a big waste. I'm gonna waste so much time on this thing and by the time I get implemented, maybe China shuts off and firewalls, stuff and suddenly files are not able to get access for a couple of days. Right. You know, it could be. Or the technology is
2: obsoleted, right? I mean, exactly. you're going to spend all of this time as opposed to just sticking with something, you know, S3, super common. Yep. And unless you have that use case, right? I mean, I I like to look at things like if it's going to be 2 a.m. and I'm getting a phone call because something's not working, right. I, I want it to just be for sure as, as simple as possible, right? Like have the least amount of complexity. Totally. Can someone else
1: using something like Min.io? provide better mm. S3, more, you know, economical, you know, easy to like, can somebody else host Min.io to compete with yeah. S3? There
0: you go. Yeah. Good question. I, <laughs> I mean,
1: what's it worth at the end of the day? Right. right.
0: Exactly. So I, these are good questions for all this stuff.
1: And I, th- I think I come back to, you know, you'll probably have some, you know, okay, let's talk about, you know, sovereignty of data, right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, you know, uh, something like GDPR rules around data blah, blah, blah. and you can kind of then <laughs> you're like the overhead of that and somebody to take care of
2: that for me. Right. I like that idea. Yeah. And, no,
0: that's a good point. Very good point. I don't know. And so what about
2: you, Kevin? Like what what's been going on? Like what's the update? So
0: yeah, I had that kind of I was in a kind of a mood last week because I was really I think by the time I talked to you guys I was like oh, I'm tired. You know, this is <laughs> and, you know I looked at the data, I looked at our numbers and they're kind of yeah, we're having a sort of a flat month, slightly down actually. And I was like, this is taking so long. Um and I would say that so I've had a week to kind of think about it. Actually I did some good reading. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jason Cohen, um of he's the founder of um WP Engine. And uh back in the oh, day. Okay. So he and Rob refer used to refer to him a lot more, but I know Rob always mentioned that he read his blog a lot back in like the oh nine to you know, 12th era. And actually, I actually, I met him once and, and saw him speak uh, when I was living in Austin, because he, he built out of Austin and he was at a little start, a lot of co-working space. And I, I'll never forget. He said during the talk that most people think of startups as just like, you know, whoosh, hockey stick up. Right. And that's how, a, you know, they should all be. And if they're not, you're always the grind, you're a failure. Um, but he was like, you know, it was a very long, flat, you know, for years until it finally started to come up. And I'll never forget that. And i think, you know, you know, this is something that we have to remember is like how long does this stuff take? So as, anyway, I did some reflecting, I read a few of his blog posts. And what kind of occurred to me as I was reading his blog was he kept referring to to different types of technology products. Let's let's call them all SaaS's for the for the sake of simplicity. And he talked about this concept of virality. And versus um, maybe, his term was quadratic, quadratic growth versus exponential growth. So with virality, let's say it's a chat app. Let's say it's Facebook. Let's say it's Twitter. These are, so we often are, people will often talk about SaaS growth and they'll say, see, Twitter did this and see, Facebook did this. And they'll use these big behemoth companies to, as examples, as, as, the pretty unicorn. Yeah, where you should be. Right for the unicorn. norm. Yeah, yeah, for the norm. And he's like, "This is this is the wrong model because of virality. Virality is if I start if, if I decide to use WhatsApp for the first time and I'm I'm a newer new user, well, I'm going to be highly incentivized to get my ten friends to use that. That's that's the the nature of that product because it's useless without my ten friends. I can't make I, it's not a fun product to use if I'm the only right. one." that chat app. Same with Facebook, same with Instagram, all these kind of examples that we often go through. But then he compared it to um, like a Slack. Well, actually Slack's another one like that. You kind of need your company. He compared it to maybe a Dropbox. He compared it to some of the the other types. And the way he described those was not vir- viral kind of sasses. Those are more, he, he called them marketing driven, which I thought was an interesting term. I've never heard that term. It's obviously makes sense, but we often will, again, in this, I think in this community, I'll kind of generalize here. We're often taught product, 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 only focus on the product, make the product perfect. And people will spread the word just like they did with Facebook, just like they did with Instagram, just like they did with WhatsApp. It's like, no, actually, when is the last time, uh, to be honest, when is the last time that I took an affiliate link of a product that I like, that I'm using? um, Maybe it's a chat, maybe it's a support system, like the one I described, like Help Scout, maybe it's a web host, they all have these things. When is the last time I actually decided to take it and send it to, to a, a single person? For me, this, it's happened like twice. I've done it twice and maybe others it's a lot more, but for me just and my wife, I just don't, it doesn't come to me to do that very much about products that I enjoy using, but I have no, there's no benefit for me to share it with somebody because I, they're hosting my my website already i'm getting what i need and maybe i'll get a couple bucks off or whatever and maybe that's an incentive but but really it's not like a whatsapp where i need them to use it for me to get the pro- more out of the product right, it doesn't right, right. really make any difference whether they decide to host with them or not cuz i'm getting my hosting needs met so I, so i realized that the virality thing is something that can happen but I've relied on it too much because I've been in this mindset of like, OK, I build a great product. People will come. That's how it works. Right. To Make it really good. People will talk about it and they'll just and and yes, maybe they they will. I don't want to say that poo poo on that, but I think I've relied on that that dream a little too much. And when I actually looked at my some will, yeah, when some I looked will. at my some will and some won't. Right. Yeah. And when I looked at my own marketing and I kind of did a review of of. Okay, well, how am I doing with marketing? If this is mar- if this is a marketing driven product, according to him, how is my marketing going? Well, my SEO's gone down because I, lo- I kind of took my eye off the ball. I was actually double the traffic a year before. That's not good. So that's bad. Uh, I've got no backlinks compared to my competitors. I've got like ninety, and they've got again ten thousand. That that's not so good. So mar- SEO pretty bad. I've got no ads running. <laughs> I've, I've and I've no you know no no plan on that. Um, I've got, uh, what was the other one I was going to look at? Oh, I've got no affiliate system. So even if I did want some, someone to be able to, to share, like you guys mentioned last time, there's no opportunity to do that. And I realized that I'm really, um, I've just kind of been sitting around building the product this last year and that's okay. Actually, when I started the year, the product was not in great shape. It was kind of rough. And now I think I've spent, I've, this has sort of been the year of improving the product. It, it does actually does feel pretty good now. I just pushed out an update uh, last week. And it's really stable now. I'm like really happy with that. But now I was like, okay, good. But if I keep doing this and just focusing on the product and just building features for the few people that are actually signing up, no one's going to find out about us. And Yeah, I, yeah other
2: people. How often
0: does, it.
1: if you build it and they will come, how often does that actually turn out to be true? Yeah,
0: and and there's examples of it for sure. But, you know, like Elon yeah, Most Musk, of the time it's not. Right, Most of the time, right. it's not like so. Like Elon Musk brags about that every, every so often, he'll be like, Well, we don't spend any money on Tesla, but he's out there making offensive statements. And he's like, you sure. know, Yeah, he's bringing press to his company, yeah, he, he's, he's a, a polarizing polar guy. Yep. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep, Nothing One attracts a crowd like a crowd. Um, when,
2: when you have all of your good friends like buying into yes. this, talking about it, you know Absolutely. you see somebody in some really cool looking car, like, Yeah, I mean, that's yeah and yeah. that was not even easy
0: to start um you know steve jobs famously was great at product we can all agree on that but he was also maybe less famous for his incredible marketing and he was really big into marketing one of the yep. one of the early adopters of
1: um, not great with people as, not great with people no
0: as the, um, as
2: the story goes but <laughs> the story goes you know he was but
0: he he stood heavily for
2: things right and so i think that was and i think that was the, like the big thing that really made him stand out was like this computer isn't for you. It's not for people like you. It's not for, for that. It's for these other guys. It's for, it's for people like us who are, who are the rebels. Right. And so like no that, really, of his that, that really, that really caught on. And so not trying to make like a bunch of different computers, all other stuff or printers, he just like really honed in. And so I think, but again, it was all timing. I mean, so there's like so many other things, but it also took him quite a bit of time. I mean, yeah. you know, Apple didn't just, Apple wasn't a hockey stick. And even if we think about a hockey stick, there is that part of the hockey stick that goes up into the right, but th- there's also that other really 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 long part the handle absolutely especially and if you're a taller guy like it's
0: I'll it's, try to put it in the show notes if I can or or somehow we'll figure that out. but the Tony Fede- one of the one of the yeah one of the um, blogs I read uh, this weekend had a chart of Apple um from 2000 from about you know it was the whole chart but it it showed like from about 2000 or 98 when he came back steve jobs comes back to apple maybe 97 98 and then you look at the different products it's fascinating to actually look at the products growth for mac is still a flatboard from that time (laughs) if they had never invented or they never put out the ipod which led to the iphone which led to the ipad if they, if he had just stuck with trying to even at his even as good as he was at marketing and product if he had just done max that apple would not be a big company today it might have just died because sure. it's still flat even with the increase you know you see everyone at a coffee shop with max even that only went up a little bit and corporate still uses mostly PCs so i would say that it, that was kind of cool too is just like it, you know in the sense that like you really do you can't just assume that if you get everything right, it will hockey stick up. I mean, there are conditions, like you say, that timing um, and kind of where things are in the market. So anyway, it was a good, it's kind of a good um, reminder for me. I think this means for me that I'm going to put out one big update early January is my goal, which has a lot of big features that people have asked for. And after that, I'm going to slow down on development and just kind of let it chill out a little bit, reduce my time in that and just become Mr. Marketer. Like next year is me becoming Mister Marketer. Put on my marketing hat. The year of the
2: marketing. Okay. And
0: just the year of the market. I'm just gonna go hard on it. And if I if it doesn't work after that, then I know I've tried everything. You know, that's that'll be. But right now, if I were to quit, I know that I haven't. I I, I have people emailing me sometimes and saying, "Damn, your product is so hard to find. Why was it? You know, I looked and I was on the tenth page of Google and I finally found you guys. Why is it so hard?" And I'm like, eh, Yeah, yeah. Because where
2: do those people hang out? Like, how do you, I think that's the thing, right? You you, you have an audience. Like, how do you,
1: how do you serve your audience? Where do you meet them? Where do you you meet them them in the wild? Where's your Mm -hmm. audience? Where are they hanging out?
0: Well, I will say that when we started, we had really good search results for certain keywords. Like, let's say it was a combination of like courses on Wix. We were like on the top page of that, and when we were, we were getting lots of signups, and and growth was actually going pretty well. Um, and that has fallen off a cliff. I don't know if we got punished somehow, but we're basically on the tenth page. We're on like the fifth and sixth page now. So that's well, that's one aspect. But in terms you of think, yeah,
2: good. No, I was going to say like I mean, do you think? So I mean, we're also in like a lot of people are are spending less on stuff, right? So I mean, is right. that is that just mm-hmm. a side effect of people not like maybe you still yeah. kind of rank, but like nobody's clicking on it because nobody's searching for it. Like, has the search volume, like, went down? Search volume has gone or... down,
0: and I do think I know that our impression. I'm sorry, I know that our ranking has gone down too. We were we were actually so we have seen a decrease in our SEO quality. I want to say it's like oh it's you know it's not us, but I do think it is actually, and and I don't know what it is. It could be the algorithm change or whatever, but I just know that like I haven't. This is an are you area, focused on
1: it? Are you I've focused, not
0: been focused no okay and well, I I've you know taking my mind off the off the ball and I yeah. think that I don't even fully think that I fully understand uh, I, I'm I just know that what I've done is I've let people who don't really have much of an incentive you know they're making a couple bucks for me you know an hour but they're not really they don't really care if it works out and I was thinking about that I was like you know I have them doing some SEO stuff for me because that's they say they're an expert. But the truth is, they're not that incentivized. It's not going to make a difference to them whether it ranks or not. And so, it's I think for now, it's for me to step in. Now, I could go on different. You know, I what I think there's probably two things I need to do. Number one is I need to experiment a little bit, try some SEO improvements, try a bit of you know pay pay ads, see how that goes. We talked about that list. What's
1: week. your budget? You know, you don't have to say numbers, yeah. but what percentage of your run rate operational mm-hmm. expenses for this business? are allocated to those requirements of Mm -hmm. paying to play in some cases for ad words and things like that to keep your visibility up you've Mm -hmm. got to find out where that sweet spot of this is how much we do it and sure we can optimize the keywords but without it at all you know you you do want to kind of be able to get some data elements from that so but it is a budget
0: yeah good point Yeah, yeah exactly and i think that you know, there so I, I'll have to kind of see what that looks like this year. I think I'm gonna be that's what I'm gonna be thinking about in the next week or so is what where will my time be spent? Well I can't just spend all my time in SEO, but I think yeah. I should spend maybe a day a week. Maybe I should do some content creation, maybe I should do some um, you know, like you say, paid paid ads and kind of spending analysis on that. Maybe I should do some cold email. I mean, there's a lot of things I could do. So I really think Can you hang out in
2: sorry Jeff
1: um, I was just gonna say I really think if you track the time you spend in these activities mm-hmm. and track the results that Good is point. working back from your your performance indicator which always look backwards right. but you can then figure out these are the tasks that moved that needle mm, and then mm-hmm. you go like oh well okay well I spent two hours doing this I spent one hour to, here's the ratio right if I want to see more does it always mean you can pour well it's Go all in and on one thing. It might not move the the needle the way you think, but you've got to test some things, and then you can say, okay, well, this is how much my run rate is going to cost me a month to keep my numbers where it's bringing in more money than it's costing me, and and then whatever's left is well, that's the gravy. There, there's your profit.
0: I think that's a good point. I think when I think I should probably spend a few months kind of spending time on different things, and then evaluating them and seeing which one's actually working, and then I should just focus on one or two and just get rid of the other stuff
2: or you certainly about know
0: who to hire to do, to do those. Yeah. Things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to hire somebody, like maybe there is a way to incentivize them mm-hmm. kind of for the long term, Right. So if every user you bring who stays for three months, right. I'll give you $50. Right? I mean, make it something sure. that they're, they are incentivized to get you a customer, but a really good customer who's going to stay who is, is a good fit. Um, The other thing i was thinking about was if you can find where your users are so i mean i think especially in your product there's there's so many people there's so many facebook groups out there so i know for example like my wife is kind of starting some of these things yeah and there's all of these groups there's all of these Mm. places to get in front of people who are asking what can i use right oh i don't like using this because of these things or whatever and right and just getting in front of them or even reaching out to whoever owns that group or even the, the group behind the group, yeah. the company or whatever that is, the brand and saying like, Hey, I'll give you guys this, if you know, whatever, or I, I just want to work with you guys to figure out like, does this suit your needs? Yeah. Right. And yeah. then, cause again, if you go in there like with the intent to serve, then it, it's a little bit easier. I mean, they're still going to maybe treat you like, Oh, he might be, might be trying to like rep his product. But if you got a good product, you're always going to try to, you know, Say it's the
0: best. but I need to figure that part out. I've actually tried some of that before and I've had, maybe I've been discouraged by how hard that is. It's, you know, it's sort of like you kind of start that way, especially when you're starting the new product. So I did hang out. My wife did too. And what I would, I think the ideal way of having that happening is you have your customers in those groups and they're like, try this. I love it. That's incredible. And you're like, people trust that, all that stuff. Um, I actually was on a podcast of a guy who ran one of those groups and he was, you know, it was, it was a good podcast. I gave him a you know, kind of like a link for his, his uh, groups and stuff. Um, but I remember reaching out to him and a few other people like that and saying, Hey, I have a, I, you know, uh, I have a special, to... <laughs> Once, you know, like, it's very, I think they get a lot of it. So the group owners are very scared of like, it, yeah, it has to be the right movie.
2: fit, right? It, it has to be original. Like it, it has to, it has to fit. It's not like, you know, all of a sudden you're in this, you know, group and, you know, your product is, you know, selling a SaaS, but sure. then like now you're, you switch to e-commerce and you're selling soap. So it's like, oh, and this guy has a great SaaS, but he's also going to sell you some really good <laughs> moisturizing soap, yep. right? So it, it has to be the right fit. Um, the other thing I wonder is if you can find some of your customers. And so I think there's two ways to approach it. You could take your customers' email addresses and then try to build a lookalike audience on Facebook. Point, right yeah. with those email addresses to say yeah. like here are similar That's people yeah. but uh, understanding like what they're doing
0: mm-hmm.
2: because then if you know if you know where they're hanging out there's probably other people like them who are hanging out who are trying to solve that same right. problem and so then if you can find those really cool customers who maybe have a little group or a community where they're perhaps nurturing some of these people mm-hmm. to do similar things you could then offer them a specific thing like hey you know, i've seen what you're doing i really like it i'd like right. to maybe partner with you a little bit uh, That's cool birds of a you know. feather flock together
0: yeah good point um i would say you know also i i remember there was a SaaS out, out of austin again but maybe 5 or 6 years ago and i i remember being aware of how much they were doing with webinars and so they would do a lot of ads from from facebook and then they would do these live webinars constantly yep. every week, yep. you know and so i have thought about that too is like maybe i just set out, a, you know, get some ads going, set out an hour a week and just do a live. Because I do think there's something about the live experience of this is not going to be, you know, play backable, you know, come or don't come. But, you know, there's a there's a time kind of a constraint. Well, and this then, is where you know, you're we'll serving that customer. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're
1: serving
2: it. them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. My wife's been actually doing a bunch of lives. Um, yeah. where she does kind of a webinar every week. Cool. Or a couple every week. But what she's doing, and so I think this is part of the thing to get people kind of into her into her circle or into her, her sphere. But I mean, she's giving away stuff, right? So,
0: mm.
2: Like giving away knowledge, right? So she's working right. to say, like, here's how I solve this problem in my business. Got it. These are the things that I'm doing. These are the things that you can do, right? And obviously, if you want to work with me in the future, you, know, you can go here. But otherwise, this is just to help, right? So you're you're an authority in this space already, right? So people may not know you're the authority because maybe you're not out there, but if you start doing that, like here's how to create, I mean, help them just using a platform and maybe even just give them generic things that aren't necessarily for your platform. But here's how, if you're starting, if you're starting to do this process, right, here are the things to look for, right? Here's, here are the pieces that matter. And then even having, I don't know, even like lead magnets or or something where you can then get them on your list and then offer them a, a PDF that, has a, a playbook of what True. they need to do to get started, right? And it'd be great if they use your software, but you're you're in it to help them. Right. If they don't use your software, it doesn't matter. You just want to help them succeed and I like it. do it with all the information you okay. know. Okay, right? that's I,
0: good. You know, I just thought about it because we actually built – I built it uh, – I actually created an entire course for how to sell your course, right? And, oh, wow. Uh, which was – which I – Finally got up. It took me a lot of time to get that stupid thing, edited it up and put it up, but it's in our course. So you can actually experience the course system. But I just thought um, we could probably do the webinar in the course because I can put a lot like a YouTube live in there and then they can kind of there. They're already yeah. in there, they register, all that stuff. So that's a great idea. I like it. Now, I, I think you're right. Probably that it would be interesting to experiment with doing just a pure demo of the product and then comparing that to like doing topics about course building that are helpful in general and seeing which leads to more. I should probably do some experimentation with that and see which leads to more signups. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, even just Facebook ads, right. Find people who are in these groups. I mean, there's going to be a number of groups that you can target for people who are looking for, for the same type of software. And so even if you just have stuff on how to build your, how to build the right course, what course converts all all of those things, right. Like how to structure it, lay it out, whether they use you or not, like they're, you're just going to be building kind of value with them, whether, whether or not like they'll start to know your name and start to know the company's name. And then it'll becomes eventually you get closer to that hockey stick going up. Right?
1: Did you ever look into the Russell Brunson kind of stuff that we were talking yeah,
0: about? Yeah. I've looked into his stuff and I'm always um, <laughs> mixed about him. He He's riled I, I me up many like- times. Like I've been like, I love this idea. I'm going to go hardcore. And then I'm like three weeks, four weeks out. And I'm like, Wait a second. What am I doing? I've, I've got to calm down. This is I, I th- very the, exciting I to listen to.
1: Automation. Mm. I, w- I wouldn't say excited. I, I just, I read his like secrets books oh. and, and it really did give you kind of a, a, a good primer and then some tips and tricks, things that uh, you do kind of experience as you are shopping yourself, you know, uh, in this e-commerce world, you do see, oh, that's what's going on there. I get it. So um, with
0: even, him, what do you recommend I read or pay attention to? Because he has a lot of different kind of content. Are you talking about how to sell? Is is there anything specific to webinar work, or is there anything to like made you think here, you uh, He does have, here, yeah,
2: here. he does have sort of a strategy around webinars. I'll have okay. to go. Yeah, it's I, I don't remember which book. I'll have to go grab it. But cool. he, he does have that concept. But I mean, it, it is a because again, like you're you're trying to become the authority, right? You're just trying to help right. people. And even I think whether you buy click funnels or not, like you can still get a book kind of cheap or, and I think he, yeah, even though he gives away the books or, or whatever the cost is, mm-hmm. like, it's still like, like somehow his CAC is like really, like, I want to say it's like somehow negative. Like, so he gives away the books that he gives away. He still makes money on giving away those books. Like, so there's some, I mean, it's also like his pricing model, right? I mean, ClickFunnels yeah. isn't a, isn't a very, you know, it's not a $5 a month kind of thing. No. It's, It's a substantial. What's interesting too, actually, he came to
0: me this week because I was thinking, and I'll make my kind of last point here is like my my estimation for majority. There's exceptions to this rule, of course, but my my estimation is that the really successful SaaS entrepreneurs are really good at marketing, not necessarily product. And with his, I remember early on, ClickFunnels was notoriously joked about by a lot of developers who have used the product. And we're like this is a disaster of a product. It's a mess. It's like breaking all the time, buggy as hell, and it didn't matter because he was marketing the crap out of it. I'm sure his like churn rate was fairly high at the beginning. If people were having that many problems, I assume. But um, still, the
2: the subscription fee is, is really high as well. So it's like, very high. You you can have a high churn, True. and then as long as I'll you're taking that, that money yeah. and you're you're trying That's to f- point. fix it as good as possible. Yeah, and it's I don't. He did that thing with Dean Graziosi mm. and Tony Robbins and. Mm. Um, I mean, there, there was that huge thing. So now, like Tony Robbins, right, like, reps his stuff. Like, so I mean, there, there's absolutely, so, yeah. There's but if you think about thing.
0: this, you know, you think about there's probably a number of landing page sass out there that we've never heard of that were probably very good that never made the made it, made it to the light of day. And because so, I mean, um, you know, and and I know that if you ever go on AppSumo, and I love AppSumo because as a again, we're talking about how to get like cheap SaaS services for your SaaS. That's the great, you know, I've gotten so many incredible lifetime deals that I would be paying thousands of dollars otherwise to, I buy them for 80 bucks and they're fantastic. They're solid, they're pretty much bug-free, tons of features and no one's ever heard of these things before. And so this notion that if you just build a great product people will buy it is is really something that I think we of course we know it, but until we actually you know until for me i've actually had to be like coming to jesus about this like i really have to to face the the facts that i can't just expect this to sell itself uh especially to especially when there's a product i'm building that there's alternatives to and that's another thing.
2: yeah yeah But Um, i mean that's that's the cool part right so you're one you already you validated your product at least right i mean there there's there's already a market yeah there's there's tons of new entrants into the market and i think even even though we might be in a, a lull, um, mm-hmm. there's still more people wanting to create content, wanting to right. share it, wanting to get their get their voice out there. So I think Absolutely. it's, I think it's actually like a really, it's still a, I, I think it's a great time. And there's always that talk about you know every, like most of the good companies were built and like grew kind of during the yeah, recessions or point. during the downtimes, right? So there's, it, it's that you know five or ten year thing before you get to the, the one billion.
0: Yeah. Or, Good point. Or yeah, or whatever. That's, a, that's a very good point, and I think right Make now, like, there, especially if people are losing. I mean, I remember back in the in the Great Recession, it was noted that pe- web developers did quite well because people lost their jobs, and they were like, "I've got to start a website," and so they were having a bit of a of a uh, a, you know, a boost there. So, anyway, that's I appreciate you guys. The feedback from last week and this week has been really helpful and uh, good to just kind of get some sounding board ideas. I might uh, offline ask you for if you guys remember any of that, uh, anything from Russell that I'll, I should check out. That'll be cool before I jump into. Yeah, I'll,
2: I'll grab it and cool. find that for you. There is a lot of people out there wanting to do webinars now. Mm. And so I think even or I mean, more like doing courses and that kind of stuff. But a webinar is usually the start to it. Yeah. So if, if you're able to even then just talk through, you know, just deconstruct like how you put your stuff together. Right. I think that is like that's so important because people are like they don't know what to do. Good point. And so yeah. they're they're looking for somebody to lead them. And, you know, you, you can tell them, but there's there's many experts However, how many experts also own a SaaS that does the same right. thing? Yeah. Right. So, so you automatically have some authority. That's true. Hey, I run a company that does this. So I, yeah. I know a little bit more than maybe every other self proclaimed expert out exactly. there. Exactly. Right? I love it. Like I have, yeah. I have data based on mm-hmm. all of these other people. And maybe that's something you could lead with too. It's like, true. you know, here's, here's what, what's making my user successful. Totally. Right. These are the, you know, some and I actually do have headlines. that data,
0: which is cool. I can actually look at all of our customers because they come through us, they connect through us through Stripe. <laughs> you can see, I mean, I don't do this, but I mean, te- technically I can see, you know, just the the, the average and, you, should you know, I don't know if I, don't even know if I can go sure. in the, yeah, I don't know if I can go in any one person's account, but I can see what, you know, what is working overall. And Well, yeah, like I mean,
2: you know, like your top, you know, your best performing customers, right? So even, and actually I would almost say what could be really cool is, if you could incentivize or even like offer your best performing customers something. So it's not you talking, it's actually your customer talking about here's what I did. Correct. Right. And then even have like a couple of them, you know, this, this brand or this theme or this niche, this is how they're doing it. Right. So then you, you can almost like bring in, bring in these experts who are generating revenue and maybe who aren't afraid to share it. Like share their numbers, or like how they how they've got where they are. That's awesome. And then you could offer them like maybe free service or just I don't know, f- figure out some deal. If,
0: totally. Yeah, I wouldn't need to write that, to, right? If I got a case study out of them or something, give them. A yeah, 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 yeah. Case studies. Yeah, no big deal. That'd be great. Yeah, I love that idea. That's that's really good. Okay, I'm writing some of the stuff down. I'm 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 starting to get excited. The year of the year of marketing. Um. So that's that'll be my theme. What about you guys? Any uh, any thoughts for the next year as you, as this year wraps up of what um, you're looking forward to next year of tackling or anything uh, in general life or business otherwise?
2: The year of the launch. That's... And then we're also we've also been looking for a new house. I mean, for like that oh, few nice. years, and so I feel like we're really close. And if not, we're just gonna like build something. So I think
0: that's... nice. Okay, that'll be exciting. Want to hear more about that?
1: year of intentional living
0: okay what does that mean uh exactly i, I think
1: um what was it steve you, we we're talking about jim Rohn, right like um you know if you don't have your plan you know other people might have a plan for you mm-hmm. and you might not like it <laughs> so it's just best to uh to have a plan work towards something put something in front of you that you can uh get behind your team can get behind. Um, and I think that Beautiful. that goes for personal and and work. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of things. There's going to be lots of interesting things that happen in this year. Buckle up.
2: <laughs> I love it. It's going to be the best year ever. Better yeah, than 2023.
1: Right. Yeah. Love it. It's going to be the best year so far. <laughs>
2: yeah, Beautiful. so far. You're right. You're right. right.
0: All right, gentlemen. Well, well, great chatting. And again, I appreciate the feedback and the and the suggestions. Great ideas. Um, and I'll look forward to hearing more. I guess, uh, we'll maybe see each other maybe next week. And uh, yeah, I
2: think next Tuesday. Yeah,
0: next Tuesday. All right, sounds yeah. good. We'll have a great week.
2: Yeah, you too, man.
1: See you guys.